guys, welcome back to another episode of One Room Schoolhouse. We are picking up, if hopefully you were with us, saw the video yesterday as we highlighted one of our incredible American heroes, James Armistead. And the goal for all of February, Monday through Friday, we want to have a different video highlighting a different American hero. And certainly as we look at February as Black History Month, uh, I, I think there's some give and take positive negative of having a month to celebrate some of the black heroes. I, I think one of the negatives is so often it's easy, right, Danielle, for you and me to be like, well, that's right. That's black hero month instead of being like, wait a second. No, these are American heroes. Yeah. So I think that one of the negatives is it's it sets it up where it's easy to discount on some level who these heroes were and what they contributed. Mm -hmm. The positive is there actually is a time we can focus and be like, hey, if we're going to try to right, have a compartmentalization under this Marxist, everybody fits in yeah. a group category, well, let's at least talk about the heroes we should be honoring and celebrating right. along the way. So if you didn't see the video yesterday, you need to know the story of James Armistead. Now, all this is something you can find on wallbuilders.com. We actually have a series called The American Heroes. Danielle, if you want to kind of Vanna White. Yeah. Oh, man. It's so good. Okay, good. This doesn't have it in my handwriting. <laughs> right. I, 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 I select an A and an H and for The American Heroes. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> For the American Hero Series, this is something at Wall Builders. We're going to try to go through lots of different heroes throughout the next couple of years. We'll do some maybe for the signers of the Declaration, signers of the Constitution. We'll unfold some of these heroes we should celebrate, some women heroes, some kids of courage kind of hero series. There'll be a lot we unfold as we go. But we were able to start now in February with some of these incredible heroes, black American heroes. And so on day two, yes. who is our hero of the day? So today we're going to be talking about Robert Smalls, right? So he was from Charleston. He was the first black U.S. naval captain, but it wasn't an easy road getting there or an easy river. I like you it. Like correct. That? Correct. Because okay. a naval captain, right? There'd be more river than road, more water than land. Okay. That is correct. Um, so this is somebody who was, became a hero in the Civil War. Mm -hmm. uh, and obviously, uh, if you are in the South, if you are a black individual in the South during the Civil War, life was a little bit different than yeah. maybe if you were in some of the northern states. Especially in Charleston. Yeah, especially yeah. South Carolina, one of the, the states, a uh, little stronger, certainly some of the racist sentiments. If we go back even to the Founding Fathers era, uh, by and large, the vast majority of the Founding Fathers came out with anti-slavery positions. Mm -hmm. The exceptions for the Founding Fathers, generally speaking, if you find a Founding Father that maintained, not at like some point in their life, but maintained their pro-slavery racist views, generally speaking, yeah. They were from Georgia and South Carolina. Correct. And this was a hub for the slave trade, too. Right? Very much so. so. Yeah, that, that port uh, it, there in Charleston. Mm -hmm. So as, as the story unfolds, let, let's walk back uh, and, and walk through some of the story. And we're not going to go right birth all the way up. And, and, right. In fact, in the, the series we have, the American Hero series, it's a page and a half. And so we don't tell their whole life story, generally speaking. We, we really are just telling part of the story of why they're a noted hero, of why they're famous, of why they should be celebrated and honored and remembered. Right. And this is also not to say, right, that these people weren't humans who had flaws and made mistakes along the way, but, but there's a reason that they should be honored for the contribution, for the courage they had, for the right. steps they took along the way. We have all fallen short of the glory for God and everybody will fall short. So when we talk about our founding fathers and how great they were and people find one mistake and hang on to it, you have to look through their entire life. But Robert Smalls was, uh, so he was a pilot for the planter, right? And, uh, but he wasn't officially the pilot for the planter. <laughs> well, right, because, because. He was black. Right, and if you are in a slave state, they're like, you know what? 
pilot, you know, it's like being the captain of a ship. You shouldn't have a title of honor, especially not in the Civil War. Mm -hmm. And so he was just going to sail the vessel. But, like, literally, this is the guy, which also is worth noting, that he had to have some level of education, some level of experience, and he had to show aptitude pretty early Mm -hmm. on. If you were in a slave kind of plantation colony mindset of a state, you had to be pretty significant in your ability that was recognized by somebody to go, hey, that, that guy shows aptitude. Let's, let's have them, him come up. Let's have him do more and more. So eventually he is the guy who's able to control the whole ship navigating as, right, he has pro-slavery uh, individuals on the ship and they're giving him orders, but he's the guy who is navigating. Now, Elijah, as this unfolds, where did you first learn about Robert Smalls, which I'm guessing is probably from all builders, maybe not, I don't know. Uh, but, but what do you know about his story? So what I know about Robert Smalls' story is I, and I did learn it, uh, most likely, I think, actually at the Leadership Institute back in, in 2019. Which, a little plug for that. No, absolutely. And so we are going to be having that this summer, uh, two different sessions, one in June and another in July. Uh, we'd love for you to come by. It's an opportunity where we get to show you our collection of over 160,000 artifacts spanning from the time of Christopher Columbus all the way to the space race. And so just a quick plug in for... <laughs> Which, and that's 18 to 25 year olds. So yeah. people who have finished high school, who are going to college, maybe young in, in, in their professional career, and they'll go to hang out with you and me. Uh, Danielle might say hi at some point. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, so Summer <laughs> Institute, we actually covered some of these heroes. And so you were introduced to Robert Smalls through this? Absolutely. Okay. I can tell you I went to public school and I have never heard of him before Wall Builders. So yeah. A little plug for public schools there. <laughs> At least the ones I went to. I only went to. Well, I would say, yeah, if, you know, if, if you don't want to learn these stories, know where you can go to not learn the story. That is great. Robert Smalls' story picks up again. He's on a, on a ship. And he is the captain of that ship and realizes that there is an opportunity for him to seize control of the vessel and eventually make it to Union forces. So it's also worth noting that when Robert Smalls is, is, is pilot, uh, the, the guy in charge, General Ripley, he has a, a whole bunch of ships under him. And the, the ship that Robert Smalls is the pilot of is the flagship for like all of this Confederate commanders, all his fleet of ships. I actually didn't know what a flagship was, and I had to look it up, but it's the best known or fastest or most guns, and the planter specifically was a gunship. So it had the flag the of that commander, best. the so very was, best. He was the pilot right. of the very best ship, Correct. which again, says something about how good of a pilot he was. Yes. Well, the Confederates were having a little get together, right? <laughs> They're, hey, we're having a party. And unfortunately, in the Confederate army, it was whites only. So Robert Smalls, yeah, Robert Smalls <laughs> and all of the black crew mm-hmm. on the planter are by themselves. And Robert Smalls is like, guys, I think this is the moment we've been waiting for. Yeah. Because at the time there also was a siege of the harbor. And so the Union had a whole fleet of ships. They're blockading the harbor. And Robert Smalls is like, guys, if, if, if we can just get the ship out of the Union ships, we, we can turn it over to them. We, we, we can escape. We can be free. Right. And so Robert Smalls talks these guys into it. Now, talking them into it was a big deal. Well, sure, because they had to pass lots of Confederate checkpoints. And two of those was Fort Johnson and Fort Sumner. 
I don't know if you've ever seen those in real life, but they're still intimidating to this day. <laughs> to this day, right? Yeah. <laughs> you got to sell by them. They're going to control the entire waterway with cannons and everything else. Yeah. On top of the fact, there also was an order that had been released in the Confederate military at that point that if there was a black individual who came out against the Confederates, they would be executed on the spot mm -hmm. for having that position. So, so even though there's an opportunity, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Robert Smalls has got to say, hey, guys, it's worth the risk. Even, mm -hmm. right, e even if we get captured and we all die, one of his arguments, which I think is, is really incredible, he says, I'd rather die a free man yeah. right, than live a slave, which right, is a sentiment that mm -hmm. on the outside, we're like, man, I totally can understand why somebody would think that way. Absolutely. So he talks the other crew who were all at that point, it's a black crew, talks all the men into saying, hey, let's sail. And actually, uh, they had a plan coming up. So some of them were able to try to navigate, get some of their family on board. And so this now, this pilot with this or the planter, right? But yeah. Robert Smalls being the pilot of the planter, but Robert Smalls is able to take the planter and they begin sailing down. And he, he actually has something pretty ingenious. Yeah along the way yeah he he puts on the coat of a confederate uh was it the captain stuff or was it just a soldier oh it was actually his clothes i think it was actually General great clothes. yeah so he puts it on and he raises a confederate flag and he goes forward and you have to blow your whistle to make the and let's also point out yeah just because he put on the coat uh-huh right doesn't automatically make him look white Right? Weird. So, yeah. Wait a second. I'm not invisible yeah. now? This is crazy. So, he not only does he put on the coat, right? Like, he pops the collar, he pulls the hat down right. low, and then whenever the side is like the guard's on, he like, you know, I, I'm only imagining how this would have happened because what, it's, what we know from history is that he concealed himself, but he was visible. Right. So, concealing himself, right? I'm imagining he has to turn his shoulder and, right, kind of. Just Maybe. looking sad he wasn't invited to the party. Just <laughs> right? looking like, I can't believe I didn't get invited, guys. <laughs> As you were going to say, he still has to be able to signal yeah. the correct signal, which they were using whistles and horns and to identify right whatever the proper call was. And then they had to get the approval from those checkpoints from the Ford that has cannons leveled at them. And they're able to get approval along the way. And ultimately, when they finally get to Fort Sumter, which is the last checkpoint they have to clear, they have the Confederate flag to raise, and he gives a signal, and finally the guard at Sumter says, pass the planter. Yes. They're able to make it back. Well, I think uh, we also need to mention how he was just an amazing Christian man, and there was a part where the crew got scared mm -hmm. and came to him and said, I don't think we can do this, we're scared, and he led them in this incredible prayer, yeah. talking about um, how God provided for the Israelites um, into the desert, and how, how do you... Know yeah, well, he, he prayed that just like God had delivered the Israelites yeah. out of Egypt, yes. how God provided for them in the desert, that God would show up, that God would deliver them, that God provided for them. That's a great point, because yeah. when when it seemed like for the crew, they were despairing, hope was lost, mm -hmm. he said, we need to pray, we need, we need to ask God for help right yeah. now. And this is also part of when he, he explains to them that we'd rather die free men, right. right? And so if we don't make it, then we're going out on our terms. Right. I think a really interesting point to make on that is the fact that Courage is not the absence of fear, right? It is doing what is right in spite of fear being yeah, present. Right. And so the fact that he was able to rally along, uh, rally by the scripture, mm -hmm. rally to God and say, look, a, a, a prayer to God and supplication to the Lord of hosts is all that we have left. Yeah. 
to encourage his men to continue the fight and to win this battle is something that we can all apply to our individual lives. Uh, unquestionably. Absolutely. So as they, as they get finally the approval from Sumter, pass a planner, they're able to go on. At this point, they're actually, some of the records indicate that the Union officer who was there in the ship, he's like, we were getting ready to fire on that ship when we saw the Confederate flag being lowered. Yeah, could you flag. imagine the planter just coming at you? Just open. The guy must have thought, oh, is this ships. my birthday? Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're about to take this thing down. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> so he sees the Confederate flag being lowered. He sees a white sheet being raised. Uh, when Robert Smalls gets the ship up, um, several Union soldiers come on board, and he says, I have a present for Uncle Abe. Yeah. Right? Giving a gift Abraham to Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's worth noting, he does get invited mm -hmm. uh, to, to go meet Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. They, they do give him and the crew a monetary reward for turning in this incredibly valuable ship. Yeah. They're given their freedom, and they decide that, and specifically Robert Smalls, that I, I, mm -hmm. I'm not done. I want to contribute. I want to keep fighting. I want to help. So on the very same ship, it's now a Union ship, mm -hmm. And so they're like, hey, you know how to pilot this really well. Why don't you become the pilot? So now he's officially a pilot. Got, got the title and all. still a captain. There is a captain, a white captain. <laughs> a white yeah. captain. And as the course of the war goes on, there's another encounter where the, the former planter ship, but the same ship, they are uh, in a barrage, and the Confederates look like they're going to probably win this battle. Mm -hmm. And to your point, the white captain was like, guys, I don't want to die. Let's surrender so we don't die. And Robert Smalls is like, you have no idea what you're talking about right now. Yeah, and not only that, Robert Smalls is like, what is going to happen to us? I'm sure, I'm sure this is what he was thinking because this is what I would think. And so maybe you shouldn't look at history like that. But uh, he's, he has taken the planter, the flagship of the Confederacy and given it to the Union. So now if their ship gets taken, he has to fight. He has no other option but to fight because people know who he is at this point. So on top of it, we go back to the longstanding order that for a, a white Union officer captured, they might live mm. for black soldiers in the Union Army. They're going to be executed on the spot. Yeah. So, so Robert Smalls, right? He's looking going, OK, like for this white captain, you might survive. Mm -hmm. None of us ain't going to survive. Right. We're all going to die. Go take a seat. I got this. <laughs> Literally, right? The white captain goes, hides underneath the deck till the battle's over. Robert Small sells this thing. They end up winning the battle. When they arrive on shore, the Union troops are rejoicing because they were coming with supplies. So they make it with supplies. Union troops rejoice. They're so glad they're there. And at this point, word gets out about what happened. And this white captain went and hid. Yeah. And when word gets out, a Union general is like, he, excuse me, he did what? Mm -hmm. So he tells Robert Smalls, you're now the captain becomes the first captain, yep. right? Black captain in the Civil War, arguably, right? In the US military history. Mm -hmm. And as you follow Robert Small's career, he ends up being a major general yes. in the South Carolina militia. The, the guy is genuinely impressive for so many reasons. And Elijah, today, nobody knows who this guy is. Yeah. Not at all. And that's, that's not by accident, unfortunately, because we have a lot of uh, institutions and projects, kind of like the 1619 Project, that's dedicated to telling a revisionist sort of history. And that's exactly why we're, we're doing this mission here at American Journey Experience and Wall Builders, to try to educate the public and, and bring these heroes back to life uh, from that point at which they were taken away. So, Robert Smalls, 
is a guy really that every American ought to know the stories. We look back at the Civil War and we, we can see different heroes uh, of courage. And we actually will highlight a few more yeah. along this journey here in February. But as we look at the heroes of American history, and certainly military history, and military heroes, there's some amazing, fun military heroes, uh, and people love those kind of stories, right? So whether we're talking about the stories that people love, it, it, it being a patriot, or a Braveheart, or a gladiator, or a Hacksaw Ridge, right, a Sergeant York, like I, Saving Private Ryan, like we, just, we go through all these right. ones that we love. People love these military heroes, and especially when they showed courage in daunting moments, when right. it would have been easy and even sometimes logical to say, hey, we shouldn't try this, right? We, we, it might be too much, the price we pay. And to see the courage, the skill, the ability, the talent. And the reliance on God. Absolutely. These are people whose stories we should know. And Elijah, back to your point, when, when you have things like the 1619 Project, mm -hmm. that part of their argument is we want to highlight the heroes that have been overlooked mm -hmm. It seems odd that you're overlooking the heroes still, mm -hmm. but Danielle, to your point, because what the 1619 Project wants to highlight are not the heroes that had faith as their foundation, right. that highlighted God or the idea, the belief in the Declaration of Independence, the, the idea, the belief that the American flag represented something good right. and noble and honorable. It was, it was what fought for equality. It doesn't fit the narrative, but this is something that certainly we should know more about. Mm -hmm. For all of this, if you want to find out more, go to wallbuilders.com. There's a lot we've done on Robert Smalls. There's so many fun things to his story. You certainly can even look them up online. Just make sure you're finding good sources along the way. Make sure they're reliable uh, as, as well as can be authoritative firsthand documents. But also, if you want to know more about this American Hero series, you can get all 20 of these stories. It's about a page and a half. Super easy, right? Not a hard read. And it, it, it's footnoted at the back. So for things that you want to find out more about, you can check out that original source at footnote. Find out more of the story. If you want to know more, go to wallblush.com or tune in for the next episode of One Room Schoolhouse.